Hello, hello, beautiful people, mi gente bella. Welcome, welcome to another edition of Santana Says, where we talk about everything from Roblox to relationships, everything in between, and the overall journey of life. I am excited, as always, to bring you another edition of the show. And it's a little bit later than uh, we wanted, y'all. This was this was scheduled to take place during um, Domestic Violence Awareness Month, but... Y'all know us. We gonna have that conversation all year anyway. Yeah. So obviously it's right on time because it's right when we want to be able to have it. So we always want to make sure we do it. But we are super excited to be able to have this growing conversation. It is another one with another guest, to which I'm always happy about. Um, and we are. We're definitely gonna make sure that we get into this topic. You know, let you know more about things. And I definitely want you to learn more about this wonderful person who works in the world of domestic violence and is here to talk to us more about that. So beautiful guest, yeah, could you tell? Tell the people a little bit more about you. Who are you, King Eres? Mm -hmm. All those great things. Yes, indeed. I'm happy to be here first and foremost. Yeah. Um, I'm Elena Rosa, and I am the founder of the Mariposa Project. Hey. Um, and what that is, is a, a small nonprofit, and we provide advocacy and information to survivors of domestic violence. Um, I actually founded this in 2018. Okay. Um, and so COVID hit. And then the height of that just kind of put a halt on everything that I was working on. Sure. So um, we're really just getting into the thick of things now and creating our board and just getting some like-minded um, individuals involved in this whole, you know, awareness piece that um, I want to bring forth um, oh, yeah. to the community. Um, but uh, I also am uh, a serial business owner. I own some other businesses. I, earn, I own Urban Roots Artisan Soap Company. So this is one of my check products. It, check it. <laughs> Shameless plug. No. Right. And, but for real though. But for real though. <laughs> <laughs> Zoom in. real quick. <laughs> so, um, and then I also own La Rosa Wedding Ceremonies. So I also um, do quite a few things, you know, out there in the world of, um, you know, business. Um, but my passion is to work with survivors in domestic violence. And I'm glad I'm here with Melissa to talk about that and collaborate and um, just bring forth that education piece so we can try to prevent this. Oh, yeah. Um, Let's go. I Absolutely. mean, that's key. Prevention is most important. We don't want to get to that point where where you're already, you know, facing that in the thick of that situation. Right. Um, let's see if we can put that prevention piece out there, which is 100% important. Oh, absolutely. And so we appreciate that. Absolutely. You know, that you want to bring that in that, you know, for the work that you are doing. And of course, I did want to touch on, you know, how you balance that with everything mm -hmm. else that you do. But starting with Mariposa. So I definitely think and um, Mariposa is Spanish for butterfly for those who don't know. So, mm -hmm. you know, spread your wings, y'all. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, love that symbol, you know, and all that. But even that, like, what was the, you know, inspiration behind, you know, naming it Mariposa Project, mm -hmm. making it, you know, a nonprofit is what I heard it was, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And all that. And so, like, choosing it intentionally to do it that way and also like what you know was your vision behind it yeah first so for many years I'll, I'll start back um how I began in this field um I worked as a shelter advocate or rather a family advocate at shelter for the domestic violence center um and I worked there for many years um and that's just where my passion to work with survivors um just kind of just I sprung forth yep. right when Catapulted I worked in shelter. Yeah, just yep. it was like the catalyst for everything for me. I just, you know, I was involved in so many different cases that just, you know, the thing is I started my nonprofit because of all the red tape. You know, there's a lot of bureaucracy and things like that. I understand why it's in place. Of course. However, I have a little more liberty to do things um, at my pace and, and, and my processes um, when I have at my own nonprofit. So. Okay. I'm excited about that and, you know, support groups and things like that. Um, 
But um, I always make sure I implement that safety piece. That's the most important part. Of course. When somebody's going through a domestic violence situation is that, you know, they need that safety piece in place. And I'm, I make sure I put that, you know, first and foremost in anything that I do. Absolutely. At the forefront of it. Mm -hmm. And that's, that is great because I agree. I definitely think that, you know, that that's what is a great benefit of being able to start something, you know, that is ours Mm -hmm. and that, you know, we can put our own stamp on, but Mm -hmm. also, like you said, that you can actually manage it the way you would Mm -hmm. like to. And so I think that is a great unique opportunity that presents Mm -hmm. itself when you make something like a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And so being able to do that or honestly anything, you know, I mean, whether it is a business, whether Mm -hmm. it is, you know, anything in those ways or any agency that you want to be able to create. But I do think it's um, great too that, you know, you decided to do it in that way. And that safety was one of the priorities because as you all will recall, when it does come to domestic violence, I mean, safety definitely needs to be a big part. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned, like, you used to work at the, like, shelters and all mm-hmm. of that. So, like, what was it like back yeah. in the advocacy days? What yeah. was that like? Um, so, you know, it was it was extremely um, um, difficult because you're, I was working with families. Right. And then um, originally when I started working at the Domestic Violence Center, which is now called Journey Center for Healing, um, I started in what was called the Latina Project. So I worked with um, immigrant women and children. Um, and I, you know, oftentimes they would be brought here um, by U.S. citizens just to be, you know, brought over to be abused or, you know, uh, to work, different things, trafficking. There's so right. many different types of visas as well um, that are in place here in the United States to help individuals who have been brought against their will even. Right. Um, and, and people might say, well, how were they brought against their will? There's a whole thing. There's a whole ring. You hear about it all the time. There's trafficking and things. There's ways to get through. Um, and they're promised certain things as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, um, so there's that piece. So I would assist them and help them get visas and, um, you know, just try to move them through the legal process. It's very difficult. So it's challenging for an individual who's a U.S. citizen. Right. But it, is, it goes to the 10th level when you're someone who's not a U.S. citizen. Right. So it takes years at times to get through this process. So I would help them go through the process, um, um, take them to immigration attorneys, right. um, walk them through uh, protection orders. Right. So there's just so much that, that's involved in that. Um, but all of the cases really have touched my heart that I worked, you know, really not the cases, it's the people. Right. You know, um, they really touched my heart throughout the years. And um, at the end of the day, I said to myself, I want to put forth more, you know, more advocacy out there. Um, How can I do this? I asked myself um, and I go, I'm going to have to just pull away and and do some things on my own. Um, And now finally, after these long few years, (laughs) after like literally the world stopped for everyone. Right. And actually domestic violence went up. The, right. the rate of domestic people were at home. They were they were stuck with their with their um, the abusers at home. So absolutely. You know, so now there there needs to, that that advocacy piece needs to be put in place. Like you know it's there, but there needs to be more individuals out there that can provide that. Oh, that support. Definitely that part. And I love that you brought up, you know, that unique experience that is faced by immigrants as well, because there are a lot of people that want to come over to our beautiful United States, Mm -hmm. as complicated as the country as it may be. Mm -hmm. You know, there are a lot of freedoms here that people want to be able to exercise. And so I love that. But the problem is the allure, though, that a lot of people are brought over here for, because as you mentioned, yes, I agree that 
there are a lot of so as as common as it may seem to us mm -hmm. as advocates and in the world right. where we're like domestic violence makes sense like it makes sense why we should have awareness around it right. everybody should be talking about it mm -hmm. like we shouldn't be the only ones bringing up this conversation right. there is still a lot of people that are like no not for me like i don't i don't get it and i feel like that's a choice that a person made and if they came over here and something happens that's on them and it's like mm -hmm. not really first of all people are coming over here wanting better opportunities they're not asking for abuse to be mm -hmm. part of that right they're not also some of them are not being told because naturally if you tell someone yeah like if you come over here i'm gonna abuse you as soon as you arrive mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying give up everything that you mm -hmm. got going on over there and all your security because that's what's about to that's right. what you're gonna have when you get over here mm -hmm. of course they don't say it like that mm -hmm. of course they mask it and they make it seem like it's actually something very enticing and there's like all these great benefits to being over here and these people can't wait to be able to do that mm -hmm. and they can't wait to then provide a great pathway for their family members to mm -hmm. then come over here and some of them never get the chance right they're promised like the moon and stars you know and anyone who's trying to look for a better life is gonna you know gonna gonna think about that they're gonna say you know what let and this is a great idea. Maybe I'll go and I'll be able to get a better job or right. this will happen. I can provide for my family and things like that. So, you know, um, anyone who, who who cares about their family is going to jump on that opportunity. Right. You know I mean, oh, absolutely. Um, but with that, uh, you have to be very careful. Like, and this is definitely a warning for people. Um, just try to research, you know, things before you you involve yourself with certain individuals because they'll promise you everything oh yeah and then you're you're really coming here to be abused oh yeah you know oh yeah and this is not always the case but we know that it happens it's prevalent right now right um and i just really want to hone in on the trafficking piece mm -hmm. um absolutely it's, it's it's rampant right now in this country all over the world all over the world not just right. here um but people are being promised things they're being taken against their will this right. is just like uh, the craziest thing um, in this day and age right now that's happening. Um, and we really just need to put that awareness out there too on top of it because all of these intersect. Yep. Domestic violence, trafficking, yep. you know, just all of this stuff intersects. Um, and I definitely want to bring awareness to that. Um, children are being trafficked. It's just awful. And we need to build that awareness as well. Absolutely, because we are coming to you all, as we mentioned, from Cleveland. And, you know, we mentioned, you know, one of the, pillar organizations that is here like journey we have rape cleveland rape crisis center mm -hmm. those are one of the main but here in cleveland we're also facing a crisis and so you just brought up kids and so mm -hmm. like i believe it was like a thousand like there's been at least a thousand yeah. over time there was there was a few hundred just alone in the last few months but it's just been over time that's way too many like first of all like as parents, right. we ain't trying to see any kids <laughs> go missing. Like, yeah. if my child is missing for an hour, best believe, or a minute, mm -hmm. and I don't know where they are, you know, like, all hell breaks loose. I am mm -hmm. just, I'm going to, like, go, I mean, I would never want to even have to face that feeling. And there are some families where it's worse than that. Their children are no longer with them. And, yes, unfortunately, some of them are in lives like these ones where mm -hmm. they most likely are being trafficked, trafficked, yeah. and they don't even know about it. Mm -hmm. But, like, for other ones, too, they're facing all different types of things. And so... I don't think we are having enough conversations mm -hmm. around right. that. And I do appreciate, you know, those, I actually, uh, fellow podcast, the pull-up experience, they actually just shared a recent post on it, you know, mm -hmm. on the children that are missing. I mean, because I would just love for all of us right. <laughs> to kind of use our platforms to bring, but it's, mm -hmm. it's interesting because I've only seen it if certain individuals have shared it or if certain organizations, mm -hmm. but overall there isn't a lot of messaging on it and it is happening. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just, it's the, the numbers are just like, one, even one person missing to me is astronomical. 
Yep. So, exactly. so imagine these are multiple children that are missing right now. So right. we need to know what's going on, what's happening. Yeah. Where's the support? Yeah, you know? absolutely. And if you see something, I always say the same thing. If you see something, say something. If something seems off to you and it doesn't seem right, I mean, you could be saving a life. Yeah. You know, or you could be um, helping someone um, avoid a situation that's extremely traumatic. Right. That, that can be happening to them like to in their lives. Um, just you need to say something. It's absolutely. important. Don't be afraid to say something. If you're wrong, you're wrong. You know, apologize and try to move move on. But right. I'd rather be wrong. Yes. Than, than have a child go missing and I never said anything. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing too. So if we wanted to speak to consequences, here's the thing. If you happen to report something in general, so like whether it's in this case, mm-hmm. whether you suspect abuse in a situation or anything like that, we definitely want you to know that the consequences for that are not severe. Right. <laughs> nobody's right. gonna like nobody's gonna chastise you. Mm-hmm. You're not your face is not gonna end up on some poster right, like right. look at the person who made a mistake. No. Right. Like nobody does that, but they are grateful, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. for at least providing those connecting dots. Today even I was at school and And there was a compromising situation that happened with a student. And I know that, you know, and it was unfortunately the student was had taken something that they shouldn't have taken. Mm -hmm. And so unfortunately, some things happened there. And of course, I had that difficult decision of, you know, is it maybe it's just something normal, maybe that it'll pass, you Mm -hmm. know, and all that. But again, not only as an educator, (laughs) not only as a mental health professional, but also, again, as a parent, I was like, I'd rather somebody say something. I would hate to make that phone call to that parent later that, oh, well, why didn't anybody call? Why didn't anybody report or say something about it? Well, we didn't know. And we weren't sure if you wanted us to. And we wanted to wait to make sure if we were right about it. No, we don't have time to do that. I'd rather you act, you know, and at least try to make that connection versus Mm -hmm. doing that. But knowing that the consequence for that is not severe. And please keep in mind that you can stay anonymous. When you make these reports, you Mm -hmm. ain't got to give your whole. No, you can. (laughs) Right. You don't have to give your. You can be completely anonymous. Right. You know. And you, you definitely want to also make sure that you have basis as well. You know yeah. I mean? you oh, definitely. Let's not just be you know, you reporting make sure everything you do have now, basis. y'all. Yeah, you know, Let's you not do that. Make sure you, you, you at least get the facts of the situation. And that will right. help you make an educated decision, decision rather, and be able to walk through that process with the appropriate channels. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, because if you got the facts down, you're able to give them, you know, the, great, the information and they're yep. able to act appropriately. Oh, yeah. You know? And definitely that. So, but definitely, if you see something and it's off, right. just say something about it, you know? Right. I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather just say something than, than the effects of you not saying something can be detrimental to someone's life. Absolutely. Um, and especially in these, like, when we're on the spectrum of talking about domestic violence. Right. And how many times do we see people, you know, like, it can be male, female, whatever you identify as, someone that may cower down and just always be fearful and just ask them a question like are you okay right like what would how can i support you absolutely and then just just those words like how can i support you is super deep right. S- sounds simple but it's super deep because yep. you're you're allowing that person you're inviting them you're giving them the space yep to say what they need oh yeah not what you feel like you want to give them because yep. they may not need all that no, <laughs> or exactly. they may not be open to it nope. just say how can i support you how can i help you um, move through this situation right. or move out of this situation. Right. You know, it's so important to just ask people and be mindful. Oh yeah. You know, I, right now I also work as, um, for Kendra Harbor behavioral health as a case manager. And, you know, I talk to my clients every day and I just tell them, you know, let's practice mindfulness. That's one of the, the, the skills that I feel like is, you know, 
much needed in this world. More more people need to work on practicing mindfulness and being in that moment because we're always right. busy. Oh yeah, you know, I gotta go oh, here. I gotta go there. I gotta do that. I gotta do this. Well, you're missing out on important things that are happening right in front of your face because you're yep. not practicing mindfulness. Right. It's just that simple thing, like be in that moment of what you're doing. Yep. Absolutely. And yeah, because being present is everything. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely a skill. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can't yes. just say, mm -hmm. I can be present. Right. <laughs> like, you actually it, have you to gotta do it. be there. You can't just be. <laughs> right. <laughs> we like to say it, though. We'll be right. like, yeah, I do that. I do that very do well. That. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, right. Exactly. And even my, you know, all of us, like, we're busy. Like, we were just yes. talking about earlier. We're, we're moms. It's you know? been a week, y'all. We been work. Yes, it's been a quieter week. You know? <laughs> right. And we're just getting here and we're, and we're, and we're tired. We're just human. You know what I mean? But it's this being in that moment, like practicing that mindfulness piece and and just really being in in our surrounding, just being present in our and paying attention and observing in our surroundings. Absolutely. That can help. That can save a life. It can. And I also think it's interesting, too, like what we said earlier is that, you know, we also think, you know, I would never I would never be in that situation or I don't know how that could have ever happened. Mm -hmm. I also think it's interesting, too, when we like even going back to the immigration situation, mm -hmm. like, well, I would have never I probably would have seen the red flags a mile right. away and mm -hmm. all that. Here's the thing. If we didn't believe in lies, then why we got shows like Catfish, y'all? Yeah, I know, okay? that's right. Come I on now. That's right. And, like, why we got scammers on Snapchat or, like, right. things like that. They're using social media. Mm -hmm. And, like, how many times have we been allured or, like, you know, heard different scams? And, like, sometimes we don't always. But also, especially, it also depends where we're at in our life, too. Because, you know, mentality-wise, we sometimes can be in very vulnerable places depending on where we are mm -hmm. mentally. And so that's another reason why we're saying the mindfulness piece is important mm -hmm. so that you're not taken advantage of. Right. But also, like depending age-wise too so like sometimes yes it is young people that tend to get influenced into these things more than others as well but it happens mm -hmm. to adults yeah, <laughs> so that's the yeah. other thing like it happens across the board mm -hmm. but especially too yes with children that's the point like yes. they are easy to manipulate mm -hmm. and so that is why we're saying it's so important to make sure that they're not duped into right. these kind of things teen dating violence is at an all-time high absolutely these are individuals and you work as an educator and you probably see even it, it, you can even see younger Come on children now. You know, because they're emulating a lot of times what they see right. in their household. Yep. You know, this is this is a, a behavior that's learned. Yep. You know, so they see this in the household. They're emulating that. You know, they think that oh, I got a boyfriend and you're eight years old. Right. Like, you know, and, and that's just something they see yep. in their household. So they're perpetuating that. Yeah. And so that's why it's important to know what the cycle of violence is. You know, when you're dating someone. You know, you have coercion and threats. They'll try to use their children against you. Right. You know, you'll have that honeymoon phase as well where they may be um, violent with you. Um, and they go, oh, everything, it'll be a period of time where it'll be calm. Yep. Everything will be great. And boom, next thing you know, the abuse is starting again. Yeah. You know. Or they'll soften it up with a nice little gift or with something. Nice you know, I didn't mean it. It's that honeymoon stage. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Or they'll take you out to eat and you're like, they tell you that, that everything is great. Build you castles in the sky. And the next thing you know, you're in that same abusive situation with that individual again yeah so it's important to be mindful of those red flags like this person will, will try to threaten you this yep. person will most certainly try to isolate you they want to take you away from your support system yep. the people that you that are closest to you they want to pull you out of that and isolate you they want to you know financial abuse is also a part of that absolutely you know, take your money away take your cards away or not let you work Right. Some in, oh, I've yes. had clients that did, didn't work for like 30 years and they were in these abusive situations. They didn't even know how to drive. Yeah. You know, they were locked up in rooms, bedrooms for years and years. They couldn't yep. shower. That's the number one thing I've heard is their who, their uh, partner wouldn't allow them to shower. <laughs> 
yeah. Lord. Mm-hmm. Basic, and that's like a basic a human basic need. You need, need. it. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't say I just want a shower. Yeah, no, that's a need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I had a client one time. I recall um, her hair was super matted, and she hadn't showered in a really long time, and she was fearful to get in the shower. We had to, wow. you know, we had to really say it's going to be okay, and really just give her some healthy coping skills and and let her know that she was supported just right. to go in the shower because she was so afraid that when she tried to do just basic hygiene, he would attack her physically wow, and torture her. So it's just, you know, those things that we, we some, oftentimes take for granted, like jumping oh, in the shower, course. you're okay. Yep. There's that fear piece for individuals like that yep. that's attached to it. And to this day, um, I'm fairly sure that she probably still has that PTSD, oh, you know, those symptoms yep. from experiencing that abuse for not even being able to go brush her teeth. Absolutely. You know, just horrified. Like I can't do it in the back of her mind. Something bad's going to happen to me if right. I, if I just do this basic thing for myself. Which is, yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course it should never be that way, but that is a psychological, you know, that's mm-hmm. conditioning, mm-hmm. you know? And so unfortunately that has happened, that those kind of experiments has happened. Even we've, we've seen it proven with like even mice, like they would mm-hmm. literally put them in different situations. They would like shock them and show like those reactions. And then, you know, like sometimes they would take that stimulus away from them, but they would still have that fear behind it. Right. Even without the shock of mm-hmm. still being there, they could still react. Mm-hmm. We as humans do that. Mm-hmm. We absolutely. And the thing is, there's nothing wrong with us doing that. It makes okay. sense that if a certain situation happens we're gonna learn to either avoid it you know what i mean or figure out a way to manage it and get through it and so i've also seen a lot of people who have been in these uh, lives you know these situations beat themselves up for the very thing that they did to survive mm-hmm. the situation and so they're like well yeah it definitely was my fault though because i mean i would give in half the time and like i would you know like set myself up in that situation okay but if the, if you knew that not giving in was going to make that situation worse why are you beating yourself up for that right. like we totally get that that was the only way you could actually get through that and that is why you're now here able to even talk about this situation Mm -hmm. but i think too what you reminded me was when you said like if it feels off you know say something you know what i mean if it feels off it might be off you know what i mean you know and you know as a witness but also as a person in a relationship Mm -hmm. so right like we're describing some like severe situations which unfortunately happen all the time yes (laughs) so the ones we're talking about you're like what the shower Mm -hmm. like no we're talking about some real situations that happen unfortunately way too often and like you said to mm-hmm. every gender we're not talking about just women right we're no, not talking everyone. about just men we talking yeah. about nine binary we're talking about the spectrum everyone. in general we're talking about human beings human are being beings. abused yes you know beings. and we're talking that about people that are not able to live their lives freely because of another person telling them and like you said they will tell them to stop working like mm-hmm. no i'm gonna do everything here you know my way goes and all that right. that's it and sometimes it is hard yeah. to identify those ways in a relationship. You could be in a relationship right now where it feels off, right? Obsession but you're like, is one of them. I mean, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but you know, but that's the thing, right? Because back in the day, how many times have we heard, and not even back in the day, like even now, like mm-hmm. some are like, but if he don't blow my phone up, he don't really care about me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, he ain't feeling me if he don't like hit me up all the time. No, boo-boo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not, no. We're here to set the record straight. Yeah, and I want to set the record straight about relationships, Okay relationships are is a relationship is two individuals coming together absolutely okay two individuals so that means you were an individual you're still one you're just bringing forth you know whatever you know interest common interest you have into this and you know love and whatever you base your 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 foundation of your relationship on right um, but it's two individuals coming together, not one individual taking over that whole individual's life right. and being obsessive with that person. Right. Once you see someone becoming extremely obsessive, be careful. 
Yeah. You know I mean, be very careful because that is a huge red flag. Absolutely. It's, there's one thing to be worried about someone. Right. A rational worry. Yep. And then there's irrational Yep. Where someone's calling you a hundred times a day, you're at your mama's house, you're trying to eat a, a flan, and he's right. calling you a hundred times. Yeah, literally. And he knows where you are already. Yep. But you're cheating, you're doing this, you're doing that. If I can't have you, nobody can. Right. That's that mentality as yep. well. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So you have to be very careful and, and mindful of, you know, those red flags. If absolutely. it feels off, it's usually Usually is. It is off. Know? Exactly. And we, we don't want you to ignore your intuition. Right. And so, like, I'm sure you can, you know, something has probably told you that. There may have been some people that, if you're fortunate enough, that can warn you about that. But that is why we said the isolation piece is so important. Mm -hmm. Usually abusers going to take you away from everybody because they don't need nobody tipping you off. Right. I need you to stay right here with me, you know, and stay in this situation. So if everybody over there giving you, like, the heads up, then right. that's not going to help me. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and cut that off. And, but I'm going to make it seem like it's you. Though. Right, like That's, oh no, you don't need those friends because mm -hmm. you're supposed to be here with me. And you know, if you really right. love me, this is what you'll do for me. And mm -hmm. so it's like they absolutely do these, you know, these present these messages absolutely. And I also think it's interesting the submission piece. So I've definitely heard people debate whether or not you should submit to your partner. And so like if they are really your partner, you know, you should be loyal to them. You know, they should come first and all those things. First of all, with us, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna tell you right now. Um, you come in second, you know, anybody that dates me because I already got kids. So mm -hmm. number one, you, you already got to keep mm -hmm. that in mind. But also I do have other things that I contribute to and that I, you know, that give me, you know what I'm saying? You're all busy. the passion in the world. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then also give me joy, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And give me purpose. Right. So like, I'm not giving those up and I shouldn't have to, but that's the thing too. I do think that, yeah, should we be loyal in relationships? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Should we be faithful to that person? Sure. Mm -hmm. If you're a monogamous person, you know right. what I mean? And you're in a monogamous relationship and y'all have made that agreement than right. by far but if it is to the point where that person is your only like you said main only priority and mm -hmm. you're not able to do other things outside of that that is the fine line we're talking about cross it's, it's so dangerous and you know in a relationship you do you, you want to have that compromise piece but oh, yeah. you don't have to compromise the core of, and essence of yourself or no, anyone not at all know? They should be able to see, you know, you should be able to sit down and talk and communicate with each other. Right. Healthy communication involves sitting down and talking. Right. And having that dialogue without yelling and insulting each other. Yes. You know, um, granted, everyone has arguments and things. That of is course. natural. Yeah. But there's a difference between a healthy argument or a discussion. Um, and then there's the other spectrum, the yeah. other end of it, right. where you're someone's calling you out your name, a B word constantly and constantly demeaning you. Right. And just finding trying to find faults in you oh yeah in your character like that's that's just you don't need to deal with that you no know? you sh and you shouldn't have to yeah and I love too that you mentioned like but the learnedness of it though mm -hmm. because I will say that there are a lot of I even speaking to youth who will say that it's hard to differentiate I was like well I thought that's how everybody fights though mm -hmm. or like or I thought right. that's how everybody yeah. communicates yeah. yeah like they're just fighting they're just discussing or they're just arguing not when it's all that y'all mm -hmm. no you don't mm -hmm. have to yell mm -hmm. that way like you said mm -hmm. to get your point across right. no you don't have to throw things at me right. to also get your point across and no you don't have to use objects either right. you know so like slamming doors in the house or like not allowing the person to leave like you mentioned or like literally barricading them or like doing things like that it should never feel like that you should never feel so stifled so unsafe and so insecure in any situation you should definitely be able to freely move right and so we're definitely talking about that but it does go back and so unfortunately i think a lot of us have been raised around individuals who also you know didn't know emotion regulation and so mm -hmm. now we're trying to put those pieces together but honestly we talk about it in a very colloquial way so yes. like we will say like jokingly like oh but yeah 
yeah, girl. No, but that's just that love. Like, right. at least he just, at least he loves you like that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's always like that. Or if he. It's toxic. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's uh, you know, really just promoting the toxic. Yeah. And says, and like, that oh, toxicity. that's just how he talks. And that's just how she is. And, and that should, no, you, nah, it's bro. not healthy. Yeah, <laughs> no. it's not healthy because later on you pay for it one yeah. way or another, whether it's to the detriment of your mental health right. or your physical well-being. You know, sitting there and communicating with someone in a healthy way, it'll blow your mind. It really will. Yeah. Because you'll know the difference. You'll know the difference immediately when you meet someone who knows how to communicate opposed to someone who doesn't. And actually, it might feel strange if your whole life you've lived in chaos. Absolutely. You might think it's odd. (laughs) Right. And you know what else is? You might reject it at first. Here's the thing. Yeah. You might push it away. And here's my thing, too. Like, I think it's interesting, the conversations about peace being boring. And I'm like... That's kind of sad. That's like, sad. wait, so we don't even want peaceful, though? Like, mm-hmm. we need it to be able to... Like, I mean, he's cool, but... Well, in my case, so I'm only speaking, you know, as a woman, like, mm-hmm. speaking about others. But, of course, we can use any pronoun. But, like, that person is boring because they don't really keep it spicy. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I need to... I didn't... Like, they they fine and everything, right. but I need it to be a little bit mystery. Right. Like, I need them to be a little mm-hmm. bit adventurous. Okay, no, bro. Like, we get... At least for me, we getting older out here. I so, um, right. I want me it's a little bit of predictability. We yeah. good. Like, I would like... We don't need that many adventures. Right. Like, if the adventure is booking a flight you know what then i'm I'll saying take it. sign me <laughs> up you know what i'm saying yeah but if the adventure is i can't even predict how you gonna react today yeah i'm okay i'm okay on that i'm okay yeah. on that it's just i need i need that that piece or, or you know what i mean any that should be something that's in your in the core of who you are Absolutely. wanting that piece um but it was like you were saying that learned behavior is hard to right rid yourself of and release oh. from your life when when that's all you've known you know? oh yeah so we got to take the steps there are groups out there there's support groups online and right. there's therapy the therapy piece is so important in life yeah. just because you go to therapy doesn't mean something's wrong with you people automatically have that stigma like i'm there's a mental illness there's behavioral all this stuff no just go sometimes you need to talk to someone right who is going to be objective yeah absolutely you know you need to talk to someone who's not going to have a biased opinion of you right you know um it's important to have that in your life. And whether you talk to your friends or not, maybe that's your therapy, talking to your friends, but you need to have someone to talk to. Yeah. Someone definitely. to divulge your, you know, decompress and divulge your your, your secrets to if you want to. You yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean? um, yeah, we take our cars to get tune-ups. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes we go, we also go when it's an emergency, right? Like when the mm-hmm. car falls apart, all of a sudden we like, well, yep, we need help now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like we don't, need it to, we don't need it to always be just for that. But, again, also just for the routine of it, just for the practice of it. Yeah. But also as... As people that are in this field now I will say I also know that not all therapists are great therapists yeah, <laughs> so yeah. like we piece. get that too and mm-hmm. I mean and you know who might be a good fit for you and right. I can say that I've shopped around yeah. so like first of all I know that I don't want to be one of those you know therapists or you know advocates helping others that doesn't get help herself I'm sorry right. like I don't want to be fraudulent like that telling mm-hmm. y'all yeah y'all should do that mm-hmm. but I ain't doing it right. <laughs> like I'm not trying to talk to nobody mm-hmm. like no you know mm-hmm. not do that well but also that I'm not willing to make sure it's somebody that I feel comfortable with too because that is important to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I can't just do that with just anyone. And I'm not going to just divulge to just anyone, mm-hmm. you know, or be able to grow with anyone either. Cause that's always what I'm looking for too. The right person that will properly challenge you. Mm-hmm. And th- and that's what we mean, right? Is that sometimes in our friendship groups that can happen, right? If yeah. you surround yourself with a group like that, but too often, if those are the only people you're getting advice from and all they do is just support everything that you yeah. say, yeah. then boo boo, you, you know, what I'm saying? how you going to know when you're wrong? You need somebody that's yeah. going to hold you accountable as, as well. 
well. Like, and if you right. get a really good therapist, they will hold you accountable. Yeah, you they'll know, let they'll you know. Say, they'll let you know right off the bat. Like, this is this is this is something that you need to work on. Yep. Uh, you know, how can I teach you some healthy coping mechanisms? Because right. what you've been doing to cope is unhealthy. Yeah, that's you know, all. Someone who just calls you out on it because that's the only way you're gonna grow and evolve and, right. and not stay stagnant in maybe a situation that's that's super harmful for you. Right. You know what I mean, and it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know in terms of relationship right. it could be other things it could be work as well it could be anything you, you, yep. you could be keeping yourself in a place that's hurting you um, right. and just talking through with somebody that talk therapy is important yeah absolutely yes just having that thought partner and having somebody that can help you to you know to help you out with all that and i appreciate the client stories that you've shared because you know again to bring it on home because as we're mentioning this can happen in many different ways so it can be the manipulative emotional relationship right that some people find themselves in absolutely the physical one that we can see and sometimes cannot but it is in other ways also and so we want to make sure that it's clear that when we say domestic violence that's a big thing that mm -hmm. we're talking about that's yeah. not like an easy to dissect topic actually right. and we also you know i'm sure you know that you've heard this is that there's a lot of people that will say you know people ended up in that situation because of choices but also I don't get why people stay in that situation. Yeah, that was the piece, <laughs> so like that was the piece that I wanted to talk about. So I was waiting. Well, we up. are. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. so like psychological chains. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how when you always get someone that'll say she should have left, he should have left her, or they should have left. Um, that's a, a person who a person who says that means that they don't understand what psychological chains are. Right. And your chance of actually being, you know. A, murdered which yeah. is just the word the only other word to use is it goes up exponentially when right. you try to leave someone like that absolutely that, that has been physically harming you for so long yeah you know? right. so it's just a dangerous situation so you have to know that when that person finally decides to take that leap and leave yep. you know they've probably toiled on this for so long and been worried and just yep. you don't know what they're going through you know and then, and then that might be the person that they've only, that's been their whole world right. this whole time because oh, yeah. they've been isolated. Oh yeah. So they probably don't even have a support system. They don't even know if that exists. Yeah, absolutely. Know? So I always tell people, try to think about those psychological chains of why that person's there. Yep. They go, she keeps going back to him or, you know, and it's like, you just really got to think about that person's mental health and why they're returned. Just dissect it a little, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And please, yeah, please consider that, yeah. that there could be a lot more complicated reasons. And if it don't make sense, you, right. it doesn't need to, <laughs> like yeah. not to you, Provide because help. I can definitely say firsthand, obviously y'all know me, I know firsthand about it. And mm -hmm. so obviously I can tell you that, yeah, of course I look back on myself now and I would probably yeah. be like, I probably, I don't know how I ended up in that situation. Mm -hmm. Like, right. why would I ever, like, I would never want to, but when I was in it, yes, absolutely. And because of where I was, I just was in a place where I had, I was open, I was very vulnerable. And so I was open to that and it was hard to see it, you know, being in it. And I want to shout out too that, like we just said, you know, you just mentioned that one of the biggest risks is that a person can lose their life at the hands of someone else. And even if they don't lose their life, the threat is real. Mm -hmm. They will use that threat against yeah. them or against their children right. or against people they know. Because here's the other thing. Yeah. It's for kidless people too. Yeah. They'll do it. They'll say, well, like, oh, your family member, I will hurt them mm -hmm. and I will do all these things. Yes, they will mm -hmm. do it. And that's why I appreciate what you said also about the intersection. People do that with sexual assault too, right? Mm -hmm. Like, no, you're not going to tell anybody what happened between yes. us because one, I know you don't want nobody knowing about that or they'll use the fact that they might harm someone. 
And the thing is, of course, you know, it was interesting you used the word murder because a recent development, like, so we did have Amanda, the stylist. I mentioned her on a recent, you know, episode. Um, her my name is Amanda Williams, so she's known on Instagram as Amanda, the stylist. But, you know, she was recently murdered. And we were saying that. We named it before it got named by our city um, and all of those things. But unfortunately, the person that did this was able to get away y'all right. okay and now the messages came out like i swear it was maybe like yesterday yeah, where they finally yes, yeah mm -hmm. where I they finally it. said they are now bringing charges of murder but here's the thing and and i really appreciate it actually that i saw a lot of comments i don't mm -hmm. always go for the comments y'all because right, right. y'all be lethal mm -hmm. you know people can be very very <laughs> too much very cool and you can't get times. sucked up in yeah. there mm -hmm. but i was appreciative of seeing that a lot of people were actually saying i wish they would have named it murder first you right. know, instead of us having to wait. And that's what we're saying. Mm -hmm. Like, I wish people would just believe first. Yes. It ain't going to cost y'all, man. Please. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, we're just telling you, it just would be so much better because that's often what happens. People get the courage. They come up to somebody and they say it. And they're like, are you for real? Though? Like, yeah. you know, what, why are you in that? You right. know what I mean? Or like, what did you do then? People or like, victimize, they re-victimize you. Yes. And make you feel crap. I'm like, dang. I should have never said nothing in the yeah, first exactly. place. Yeah, exactly. Well, forget it now. Like, yeah, forget it now. You made me feel yep. awful and horrendous in a moment where I, or, or worse than yes. that. And you re-victimized me and re-traumatized me in that moment just by telling me that you're not going to support me. You don't believe me. Right. I should have never said anything anyway. Absolutely. And that is why so many people stay silent when they sh shouldn't have to. No. When, when others should be out there providing support and maybe you don't know much about this this you know maybe you don't know much about abuse or domestic violence right it doesn't take nothing you can google how to get somewhere to eat you can google the cycle of violence yeah you can google what are the signs you know what you can google where can you where you can receive help and advocacy right you can google all that stuff online so when right. people tell me they don't know and they're not aware um, there's so many videos out there on YouTube and things like that. Just that education piece. That's it. Yeah, that's absolutely. Education is just. And awesome. I also think it's interesting because I'm pretty sure we ain't living in no bubbles. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it's we're like, not, you, you see people. know, yeah, exactly. TV. You gotta if you ain't really exposed yeah. to violence, you gotta know somebody yeah. that's at least been in that situation that you can most likely help. And you know, another argument that I'll always hear. So, like we mentioned earlier about children. So there are like many children, unfortunately, mm -hmm. that are going. You know, that have gone missing in our in our city, in our world, but mm -hmm. definitely we just notice it locally as mm -hmm. well. So like, you know, this may be happening in your areas also, but like that definitely does um, unfortunately happen. But I also hear the argument of like, well, not all those kids are probably like mm -hmm. missing kids. Those, some of those gotta be runaway kids. Cause mm -hmm. you know, some of them be leaving their houses and all of that. Mm -hmm. I'm sure, is that an argument you've also heard? I've heard it so much. I even <laughs> have my own experience since I was a teen runaway. So, you know, but no one asks why as yeah. well. Like even if that kid ran away, that yep. child ran away, you don't know why. Yeah. Like I faced a lot of turmoil in my childhood. So I was a teen runaway, uh. you know, and I ran away from my home a lot. I was facing a lot of things and challenges in my home. And I felt like I felt at peace when I wasn't there, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, and that's, 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 that's tough because that's your, what you look forward to being your sanctuary. And when it isn't right, you know, you're, you're searching for that. Yeah. And so a lot of these kids, you know, they may be leaving home for that, for that, or they oh, may yeah. be being trafficked and we don't know. You know? Exactly. We got to dig deeper. We got to really dig deeper. Yeah. Even if they, just because they're, they ran away from home doesn't mean you, oh, they ran away from home. They're going to throw them away. Right. Either Ask way. Why? Exactly. Why? Why what? is this child multiple, leaving homes multiple, leaving their home multiple times 
Yeah. My question isn't even that. My question is, why you ain't doing nothing about it? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I think sometimes we're asking the wrong yeah, questions. The wrong questions. We are. And even if a child, like you said, if they leave, that doesn't mean they deserve abuse. Mm -hmm. You right. know, they were already trying to escape Escape. the abuse. Okay. And now we're going to say, oh, that's the reason why they should get more of yeah. it. What is that? No, they obviously, because here's the thing, who willingly leaves a home? If your home is a good one, right. you know, and you getting all your needs taken care of, who would willingly leave that? Like, you know what I mean? Our pets don't do that. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, and even pets that run away, some of them will do it. Those are probably in situations, they telling you a lot, too. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, they don't normally do that, yeah. you know what I mean? Unless they're, you know, seeking something else, you know, or anything on the other side. So, yes, we need to be mm -hmm. asking those questions. And you know what else has been really hard for me as somebody that also worked in, you know, has obviously worked in this field, but also been a survivor myself, is that seeing, like, the scrutiny that survivors also have to face. You mentioned it a little bit too when how harder it looks for immigrants because I can't imagine. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You it's over difficult. here and then some of them might not have even been documented obviously right. and so they're scared of that mm -hmm. and then they're having to face all this and admit that they've been in this compromising situation and right. seek help from people that they're afraid to talk yes. to because you might report me or something like goodness gracious like they should be able to just go there and you know us there should be yeah. more sanctuary cities yes. where people aren't facing deportation for simply wanting help and right. it helps us i would love to know that somebody's reporting an abusive person let me know so i can get that person off the street you know mm -hmm. so that some consequence can be but no now let me let me in turn punish you for coming right. forward because you ain't got papers right. lord because you ain't got and so that and then they just that keeps that person in that awful, horrendous situation. Right. Is they're afraid. Yes. They're 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 so afraid of going having being sent back or maybe being separated from let's say they have children being separated from their children. Right. Like they're just there's all these these things, you know? There's yeah. All of these things, these factors that come into play when someone um is brought here. Oh yeah. With a promise of something or maybe, you know, other reasons. Right. Either way, they didn't come here to be abused. No, they know, didn't. That, There's never anything that they asked yeah. for. And the scrutiny also happens with people that are even full-blown citizens. Yeah. So oh, the yeah. other one that we're talking about, too, is that, especially when it comes to domestic violence, that one is such a... Any of these intimate partner crimes yes. are hard ones to prove. And so we also, like, cannot you know, minimize at all, like how hard it can be, like when a person does come forward and like the questions that they do get asked yes. and how like worse they can sometimes feel even by the criminal justice system, by other oh, people, like we just mentioned previously, but you even like talked about like protection orders, which yes. some people refer to as restraining orders, but the correct term is protection because it's actually, you're seeking an order of protection against right. a person. Um, you know, and another one that I always love to clarify too, is like not choking, but it's actually, you know, the strangulation right. that occurs. And so mm -hmm. like, Using that, even the terminology is right. hard. Like, unless mm -hmm. you've been in it, it's kind of, you know, you're going to hear other terms that are used and all of mm -hmm. those things. But there are, there's a whole nother world, you yes. know, to that, that we yes. want to make sure that we clarify and clear up. But that is what makes things even harder for others. So that's why it's like, we don't need to make it harder mm -hmm. for yeah, people. We don't. And I'll tell you what, I, I remember um, when I first started working at Domestic Violence Center and I became um, certified to, to, um, provide assessments for lethal, you know, lethal, lethality assessments, I'm sorry, right? Um, risk assessments. And so basically we ask all of these questions and they're very deep questions. Right. And they're hard to answer. Yeah. So you almost feel like, you know, it's, it's almost like you're, you don't want to re-victimize the person by mentioning all these things, but you're asking about their past. You're asking yeah. if this individual used a firearm against them. Or you're asking if you have children with this individual. Right. You're asking if this, ever, this individual ever... Uh, um, assaulted you sexually right so it, these are hard things to think about right you know 
And I just remember going through them and I'm like, wow, I have to ask, you know, these hard questions. Yeah. And, you know, I've had a lot of clients over the years break down during that. Yeah. You know, just because, you know, during some of these evaluations and intake um, portions of, of, be, of even going into some of these facilities right. that we have to perform, um, uh, it's just difficult for the, for the person. I don't right. want to call them a client for the person, for the individual. Right. To have to answer these these questions is going back in time. It triggers you. Oh, yeah. Those are triggers, 100% triggers. Absolutely. So it's just being, um, you know, sensitive to to how you ask those questions as well. Right. Over time, I realize, this, you know, I got to ask this question, but how can I phrase this question to where it's not really, you know, going to be so hardcore? On yeah. That, you know, and sometimes you just have to simply ask it because there's no other way around it. Right. But... Just being uh, mindful of how you ask those questions as well is, is helpful. Yeah, treating it delicately. Yeah, yeah. delicately. Yes, absolutely. Because yeah, because it is rough, and it, mm -hmm. and it, and and none of this is easy. And there are unfortunately a lot of weapons that are used. And so, like I know oh, yeah. we have already mentioned, like you know, shooting unfortunately is one. So like you know, sometimes firearms can happen. Sometimes people will use their cars literally to yeah. like run people mm -hmm. over or like off the road. There was that doctor who ran over her husband. I think that was in Texas oh, with Lord. a car murdered him so it's just and it, like i said we, it can go across yep domestic violence goes across race socioeconomic status absolutely religion anywhere in the world this can happen or right. it, you can be living so, in a high-end neighborhood or you right. can live somewhere else and it doesn't matter it can happen to anyone that is true and i feel like that's what we sometimes forget because we act like it's only centralized to certain yeah. populations right. or to certain individuals and it's like absolutely not but it just looks different right so the person different. oh yeah mm -hmm. and if it, it does happen in an affluent you know area or like with an affluent couple the only thing that changes is just what they use like mm -hmm. the tools of manipulation yeah. may change you know mm -hmm. so they can they can mm -hmm. threaten them with that you know and people have lost jobs like we've mentioned too because they will you know pester them there and like you know keep them so like either they tell them to give up the job or they set it up to where they can't even have one mm -hmm. <laughs> because right. you said he like harassing the person or mm -hmm. you know but they use that as a tool against them as well and i know also others have used you know like even in their houses so like their houses do become prisons yes. you know the way that they set themselves up but i know that other individuals have done acts you know like that but also in front of their family members and so yes. that's what we you know some people don't even mind like having that audience and being able to do these oh, yeah. you know committing these bold. horrific acts very bold and you know if someone is that bold yeah. To do that in front of your family member or anyone that you're close to or even the general public. Right. That is a very dangerous individual. Right. You know, it's just as dangerous as a person behind closed doors. But um, someone that bold, you right. know, uh, I would, you know, you definitely need to be very careful. And that's the type of situation. Absolutely. And, you know, um, if you're in that type of situation, there's 391 help, which is the local um, 24 hour helpline. Oh yes. And they have, it's, they also have a text line as well. Right. So please. thank God for technology, you know, it's, right. it's different now. Um, and they always ask you if you're safe, yep. you know, before they even get into any conversations. Right. And then there's also, also the national, um, hotline right. for domestic violence, which you can also look that up online. Um, but 391 help is the local number here in Cleveland, 216-391-HELP. Um, but I just wanted to throw the number out there for you because that that is so important that there are people out there that are going to help you. And these are individuals that are well versed on these type of dangerous situations. Oh, yeah. Because I, I find it to be very dangerous. I don't you know, I don't like to just, you know, candy coat it because there yeah. is no candy coating domestic violence. Yeah, you know, no. you know. 
Exactly. And then the thing is, too, that, and that's the other thing, right? So I'm glad you provided the mm-hmm. resource because with everything that we mentioned, it is very heavy because I know and I know some advocates now who are still talking about like, you know, who's lived to tell the story, who either got shot, who might have had like gasoline poured on them, like mm-hmm. who've had all these different things happen where it's like, you know, it's incredible stories mm-hmm. that they're even hearing testimonies that they have. But we will, even with all of that being said, we know that that presents a lot of obstacles either way, right? That we're saying, but we're absolutely still saying that still feel encouraged though. Like, so right. as a result, it's still worse though to be right. in that situation. It's never better, <laughs> never better to stay. And you will never hear that message from us. Right. And so we're just saying that, you know, but if you do it, we do understand that it's, it's hard. Oh, yeah. It's safety a hard planning. process. Absolutely. And so please know that there are people who can help you with that, but safety planning. Yes. Yeah. What is a safety plan? Yeah, safety planning is basically it, you're creating something that I don't always suggest it to be written. Right. Um, you know, it, when I worked in shelter, we we would write it down, but we would keep it for ourselves. We would right. never give it to the, the client. Yep. Um, we would keep it for ourselves just so we can kind of remind the client, okay, this is your safety plan. If you return, like who... Who can, whose house can you go to? Yep. Where are your important documents? Yep. These are things that you need to know in order, if you need to pick up and go, that you have a hidden bag somewhere if you need to. Or right. if not, if you don't have any of those resources, that just find a way out right. in the way of contacting a trusted person that you know. Oh, absolutely. That's probably your best bet. Is And a lot of people are isolated, so that's also difficult. Right. And they have to try to get a cell phone. Maybe they're not allowed to get a hold of the cell phone, you know. Right. But the safety planning piece, even if you're not aware and you're in that situation of what that is. Right. What that means is you're cre- devising a plan to to escape this yep. individual that has been abusing you. Right. You know. So in your mind, that looks like, where are my important documents if you have children? Yep. Um do you have money anywhere? Do you have access to money? Yep. Do you have access to a cell phone? And if you don't have access to any of that, do you have access to a person that yep. you, that is trusted yep. that you can speak to to help you get out of that situation? Yep. Um, you know, there's there's just different safety planning looks different for everybody, but those Absolutely. are some of the tools. Like you can pick up items if you can't pick up items. Or if you're in a dangerous situation, don't worry about any of that stuff. Those are material things. You, you can get that back. Right. Your life, you can't get back. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you leave all that stuff and you go if you got to go. If there's an open window and a crack and you and you have the courage in that moment, jump out of that thing. Yeah. Jump right out. And you could always, because you could always start over. You can oh. always start But over. you can't get your life back. Yeah. You definitely can't do that. And so we agree. And, and the thing is, now for those who are privileged enough to be able to put steps in motion, right? Like before they do leave, that's great. And so that, and th- those are the ones that we're saying, but again, and that privilege can come in the form of these resources, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking to people, setting up that plan. And so I love mm-hmm. that you said, not always writing it down, because mm-hmm. here's the thing. An abusive person, can you imagine if they found the plan, y'all? And now they know everybody that you plan to contact, all the steps you plan to take. And more importantly, they know that you plan to leave. Mm -hmm. So you done made it known to them. You know they're going to do everything in their power to stop. You know, and to like get in the way of that or put harm into this or to the people that's on that paper. So it's like definitely making sure that that's not there. But knowing that, yeah, that resource exists um, and that that's just a great step to take in that mm-hmm. part. There's also programs that help to keep your address anonymous. So yes. were you to move, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be public information. Um, because right now, unfortunately, I don't know if we realize a lot of our addresses are very public, y'all. Mm-hmm. Like there are ways people can look them up. Everything is online these days. And, and there's there are ways where you can remove that information. In yep. case you're in that situation and you leave. Absolutely. And you're worried that this individual is going to find out, you know, where you're currently living. Yep. You know, there there are things in place where advocates like um that are well versed on um, information on the internet, they can help you remove it. Yep. You know, so it's or or 
or even I think prevent it from even going online somehow. Right. Oh yeah. I'm sure there's so, so much technology these days. Um, but a lot of the advocates out there, they're well versed on how to do this. You right. know, they've been doing this for a long time yep. and you know, they, their main goal is to keep you safe and oh, keep yeah. all of your information confidential. So yep. this individual can't find you. No, you know? not at all. And the shelters are all confidential. So all domestic violence shelters are confidential, the locations. So, yep. you know, and that's always a great option too, just to know that they exist mm -hmm. because like, so worst case scenario, there is a place. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course it might not, you know, feel like, oh, the most ideal or, right. you know, whatever. It's better than the street. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's better than going back to, again, a dangerous place, you know, that you can't be. Because, yes, ideally we would love for you. And it's, it's just a great step as you do get that home mm -hmm. that you want, that is safe, that is better, mm -hmm. and that is more secure. But as a step to lead up to that, absolutely. This is definitely an option that is available to you and that nobody's going to question, you know, whether right. or not you want it. They're just going to make it, find a way for you to get it. So we just want you to know that it exists so that you can even take advantage of it right so definitely and they assist like if you you know if you're thinking about leaving the home and, and and going and entering into shelter you have individuals there who are counselors and advocates um they can link you to the appropriate services in the community right. that are specific to your needs right um they help uh assist with locating housing oh yeah they can uh actually locate different programs for you that'll even help with financial assistance to locate this housing. If you got to right. start from square one, yeah. don't be afraid. Like I don't have nothing. You know, you may think in your head, That's I don't cool. have nothing. How am I going to start? He has all my credit cards. He has all the money. He's right. the one who's the, your, he or she is the individual that is um, the main uh, provider in the household. Right. So what am I going to do? I don't have any job skills. And so it's important when you go to shelter, you let them know all of those things. Absolutely. You know, you, that's what they're there for. They're, they're, they're there to help you safety plan. They're there to help you, um, to provide you those resources if you got to start from square one. Right. You know? Absolutely. And they're not going to, you know, all they want to do is make sure they connect the dots for you That's to it. get whatever help. So like, no, they're there to be able to make the load lighter, right? not to make it heavier, right. which is what it may have felt like when you went to the wrong place or seeked assistance right. in the wrong area. Mm -hmm. So we definitely want you to know that. And I'm assuming that that was, like you said, uh, definitely some of the inspiration, obviously, yes. behind like the work that you did to even make Mariposa you know, and all those, you know, things you do now. And so like, where do you see yourself taking, you know, that, like, is that, so what kind of services did you provide in the past and are you hoping to provide in the future? So in the past I provided, um, I would, uh, accompany, uh, survivors, if they were going to get protection orders and things like that, I would help right. them walk through that, that process yeah. and what it looks like for them. Um, it can be challenging. Oh yeah. Going in for an, for an ex parte is one thing where you're Ooh, by yourself. Yeah. Yep. But, Going in a couple of weeks later where you have to face the abuser as if you were an attorney acting as your own attorney. And you right. have to know all of the law. You have to be able to defend yourself in that way oh, in, yeah. that, in that courtroom. Yep. And so that's difficult. So me um, helping these individuals um, and linking them to right. the appropriate services like legal aid and things like that where they don't have to be alone in that courtroom and they're not by right. themselves. And they, maybe they don't know anything about the law. Most of us right. don't. We're yeah. not, a, we're not attorneys, yeah. you know, I ain't got it like that, you know, and so just helping them get the, uh, the right services in place, especially managing, trying to get through that legal process yep. is extremely difficult. Yep. You know, um, that was part of the things I did in the past. And I would also help with relocation assistance and help with applications and applying for that, for funding to be able to move, move. Um, if you're, if you're in a situation, there is, um, I'm not sure if there's currently funding, um, it, it, it fluctuates um, right. depending on the need. Yep. Um, 
or maybe there's there might be too many people and then they're inundated and they run out of funds quickly or yep. you know just based on that um there is a uh, possible funding out there for relocation assistance right and then you can go through the domestic violence center and you can ask for that yeah. you can say i don't want to stay in shelter what i want to do is move to a different state yeah. or even i want to move to another county yep and there is relocation assistance under um i believe it's vawa um, that I used in the past was so the Violence Against Women's Act. And then there's um, victims of crime funding, VOCA funding out there. Um, usually that's a little more um, involved mm -hmm. um, when it comes to victims of crime um, funding. I believe um, some other events have to have occurred right. that are very, um, you know, uh, serious in that way to in order for you to receive that type of funding. Yeah. But you have VAWA funding that is out there. It may be limited, but it's always something you can ask for. Yeah. If you don't want to stay in shelter and maybe you have some resources, but you need some assistance yeah. to get to another place that's safe, you can always ask for that piece, the relocation assistance. Okay. Yeah. So Very there good. is funding out there. Yeah. Um, so you can always ask, you know, if they say no, okay, they'll go on to the next step because they're and not going to leave you on your own no. with no, with no ability to, to move on and try to move forward through the situation. Right. And so that's why it's helpful that you seek that when you're ready to actually leave, yes, yes. which we know is also takes time, you know? Mm -hmm. And so some people also prematurely, you know, may think that they're ready, you know, and unfortunately realize that they're not, you mm -hmm. know? And so like, or they do get overwhelmed by the prospect of having to do all this and seek all that out that they do go back, honestly, mm -hmm. for the familiarity, mm -hmm. you know, or because of the fear, you know? And mm -hmm. so like, for many reasons, the fear of the new start or the fear of leaving this person behind. So either mm -hmm. one. And so we get that that's not an easy decision to make. And so when you finally do arrive there, like, you know, that's why there's an average of seven times for a reason. Like it takes some people way longer and it's, you know, others a different amount. But when you do get it, we definitely applaud you for it. And we want you yeah. to know that there are people that will help you at whatever stage and however you want it to look. And so yeah. I do love knowing that. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Because you are right. So we mentioned the shelter, which is like the extreme. But it's and not even the extreme. It's just it's just a great option, emergency option, right? Like, should you be in that situation? But there are others. Mm -hmm. And so, like, if you find yourself in a position where that's that's what it is, is that I know I want to leave. Right. I just don't know how to start. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Y'all got me? Like, what do I? <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. How do I start this thing, you know, when I have it? had access to anything else there are options available to you there so that's there really is there 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 are individuals out there who are going to assist you yep. you know and walk you through the process so you're not going to be by yourself you're not going to be you know you're, gonna, you're not going to get a form plopped down in front of you and you have yeah. no idea how to answer these questions right. good luck yeah yeah right like oh here you go you know right. so there are people out there to, to assist you yes. just trusting your advocate is very important yep you know it's there they're worst on all of the 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 types of um, protection orders, they're versed on how to get you funding, how to um, acquire legal counsel, yep. all of these things. So you don't have to, because we don't, as an advocate, I don't want you to have to worry about this stuff. No. You're already going through the, one of the most traumatic times in your life. Right. And I, that's where that support piece is, is supposed to come through for you. Um, Absolutely. For your advocate. Right. So, and you deserve it. You do. You definitely deserve that. You know, and being able to know that and that, yeah, you don't have to walk that path by yourself and you can do it with people that are like trained in this, you know, that yeah. and want to do this, you know, and that are passionate about it. And so speaking of that, where do you see the world of Mariposa as well as all okay. domestic violence awareness? What's on the horizon for the future? Yes. Doing? So right now um, I'm in the process of building the board. Okay. And then, you know, so that'll be 2024. We're going to be ready to launch Mariposa Project. Okay. We'll have the, our Facebook page up and I'll have a website created. Let's go. Um, so stay tuned because we're, we're going to be um, boots to the ground. Right. Just really providing that some of that grassroots right. advocacy yep. where we're going to just 
be able to go with you, accompany you. You can, you know, um, I can transport you places. I can go right. with you. That was a piece that I wasn't able to do when I worked. Um, not uh, I, I was able to do it in, when individuals lived in shelter. I was able to transport them. Right. Um, but when I worked in the other uh, project, I wasn't able to do that mm. with the and so that that piece is hard. So now I'm just going to cut that completely out because yep. I'm independent. So Let's I go. can I can I want to do what I can. I know it's right. a dangerous. I just want everybody to be mindful that this is a very dangerous field to be in. Yeah, and not an easy one. <laughs> not either. easy. You know, um, I've had situations where I've had gang members follow me. I've had situations where I'm going into to um, abandoned buildings looking for my clients, oh. and I'm not saying you should do that. Okay, right. be be careful. Absolutely, put your safety in place as well because you can't help nobody if you're not present on this yeah. in this plane you know right. what I mean so you have to be very careful um I probably put myself in situations in the past where I shouldn't have right um just because um that's just the type of advocacy that I you know provide right um but I'm not saying that that's for everyone yeah. you have to put your safety as well up there especially right. if you have a family so I think I'm more mindful of that now see yeah. I have to practice mindfulness too yeah absolutely because you know? I have a family as well um and you can't help anybody if you're not here yeah you well know? that part you know but then I appreciate that you mentioned that because mm -hmm. then there's a spectrum there too right is that like there's one end of being in abusive situations and not knowing how to probably identify it or get out of it mm -hmm. but then there's a flip side where you want to save everybody <laughs> you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying and that's and we know a lot of people fall victim to that too you know and us included because mm -hmm. you care so much that you um, but you but it's coming at a cost you know to yourself and so like yeah now your own safety is being compromised mm -hmm. because and but it wasn't for the wrong reason I mean right. obviously you wanted to help right. but it is something to consider and agreed that this is not an easy field and of course it's never an easy topic that's why I signed up y'all so mm -hmm. says got right. started because mm -hmm. I was like boop want to talk about the stuff that I know everybody's talking right. about and I want to make it more accessible to people I want it to come you know from a homey place mm -hmm. you know and all that but like we gonna talk about that mm -hmm. but we are also talking about a field that is very difficult to navigate yes. and to work in mm -hmm. and so like I'm glad you're doing it now from an independent lens mm -hmm. because I'm sure the burnout can oh, be yeah. real otherwise it certainly is it certainly is I, I recall when I um, originally left um, working at the center and shelter, and I recall feeling extreme burnout during that time as well. Right. And you do experience that secondary like type of trauma. You do experience that where you're right. like taking on um, all of this pain and all yeah. of, you know. And I, I remember uh, talking to you before about one client in particular that it just really, really... Um, really affected me, I should say. Yeah. Um, where she was pregnant and um, uh, her partner at the time had, I don't want to say partner, her abuser, right. had poured gasoline all over her and she was pregnant. And her 11-year-old daughter hit him with the vase over the head and saved her mom. Before he was able to light that match or that lighter, whatever he had in his hand to ignite. <sighs> yeah. Um, and that just really affected me deeply. Right. I saw this little girl and how that must have not only the mother, of course, because she was the one, you know, she was experiencing this extreme abuse. But also I looked through the eyes of that child. As right. Well, you yep. know, and I'm like, wow, I can only imagine you know, what this child has experienced before even this situation. Right. Um, but how this is going to affect her and in moving into her adult life. Yeah. Because that that particular client at the time refused counseling. I didn't mention this before. 
She did not. She refused for her and her children to receive counseling, which is really? her right. Fair enough. Right. Yeah, but, of course. But um, I like to stress. That's why I, sh- I stress the importance of receiving um, or talking to a therapist. Yeah, it's so important. the The effects of that type of trauma are yeah. real. Are real. Yeah. Yeah. And to really properly process something, mm-hmm. it's just helpful to have a platform to do that in, mm-hmm. you know, and with different tools and a different with different mm-hmm. methods with somebody that can help you do it. Because a lot of it is just helping you get to know yourself better. So, I mean, you have the answers, but it's just you're using it with someone that could help you to discover that more, you know, and give you that chance. And I agree. Like, I definitely think that that kind of case would definitely do a lot to me as well. It's a lot hearing it, so I can only imagine. You know what I mean? Because you met them. And Mm -hmm. so, like, these incredible people. But, like, wow, I didn't know that they had refused counseling after. Because you would think that that's, like, not the number one. Like, you know, if anybody needs counseling, you know, it will be Mm -hmm. them. But, but it's, I mean, it's something we reject, right? Right. Because we're like, nah. And there's a lot of shame, again, that goes into that. You know, there's just, you know, and having the fear of having to admit that and make that a real thing. But it's like it's for all those reasons and more that that's why we bring it up, especially for cases like that. Like right. that's the main the main reason behind it. So, wow. And this client had an extreme fear of um, she had a lot of shame attached to it. Yeah. And in, and basically, um, I think her reasoning behind it, um, from what I gathered, was that that was the only thing she was able to control in her life was how she raised her children from that point forward. Yeah. So oh. she didn't want them to feel like they had to keep talking about that situation. She she thought the opposite. You okay. Know? She didn't think it would be helpful. So there's that other spectrum as well where, like, I don't want to keep talking about it. Yeah, man. Oh, I've heard that many times. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. That's why we got to. Yeah. yeah like, mm-hmm. and well, and then it's, uh, as an, and as, as much as I can understand that, like, or I could see that, right, um, you know, and not necessarily understand it right. And not that I need to, because of course that was her decision to that she wanted to make and that she had every right to make. It is hard to think about the kids who like, what if they wanted to? Or like, you know, why don't we always afford them those opportunities to do it? And so like by, you know, doing something which we think is right, <laughs> you know, but like sometimes we can get it wrong because yeah. we're like losing, you know, and limiting an opportunity that really could help them as well. Mm-hmm. Help them thinking really that it was process. a better thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's that, and it's important as well, like, I can't stress enough, like, just educating yourself on things, you know? Right. Um, so I tried to, like, give her information on what it would look like if if her children were involved in therapy and things like that. So just so she had it. Yep. So that way she can make an informed decision. Yep, on her own. In the future, on her own. Yeah, you know, at least let me tell ready, you. Yep. Right, at least let me tell you. Right. And then with that information, you do what you like because yeah. I respect you. Because yeah. for so long you felt like no one respected you. Right. And you weren't respected. Yeah, that's true. And you didn't matter, and and you weren't seen, you didn't feel seen or heard. Right. You know? And you didn't have control. Right. And you didn't have control. So I can understand why you would cling to that piece that you can control in your life. Absolutely. You know, how you raise your children from here on out. That's, yeah, yeah, that's all you can do. If all you can do is give somebody a little piece of paper and say, you know what I mean? Here's the resource. Right, right, right. You got it Even though. Even if they toss it down the street. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? But they might try. fling it. It's happened to me before. People are like, I don't need this. They right in my face. And I go, oh, oh you well for that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> we're human. But, you know, but I respect it. I respect yeah. them. You yeah. Know? If that's what you want, okay. But at least I did my due diligence All right. as a person that's here to support you. Yep. That I provided you that. And if you don't want it, that's okay. I'll give it to you again when you do. Yeah. You know, if you do. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And we get to sleep better and I know we did. We tried. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we did right. that part. 
Right. Absolutely. Man. So if others want knowing that, because that's some noble causes. And I already know I plan on uh, signing up to help more with stuff in the future. So, you know what I'm saying? You have to put me on the list. Yeah, we're collaborating. Yeah, it's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? It's the start of stings because, yeah, it's we will not. There's no way this is going to be our last time talking about this. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, why not? Let's join forces and make sure we can help as many people. Mm -hmm. If there are others listening that also want to, you know, join forces, help, learn more, whatever. Mm -hmm. How can they reach out to you? Yes, they can actually... um, uh, call me at 216-273-2668 because I always like to call myself an internal advocate. Hey, you know? let's go. Like, if you need some, text me. Right. If I'm in that moment and I, I, I have something going on, but believe me, I'll get back to you. Yes, go. I'll get back to back to you. Like, you know, I, I'll, I, it doesn't take anything in this right. life if you're, if you're hurting right. for me to send you a link to some help. Yeah. And that's important to me. You know, right. I don't want anyone to feel like they're by themselves and they're facing this 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 monster alone yeah. because it's a monster it is exactly what it is right you know people think monsters live under the bed and in the dark i see a lot of them walking during the day <laughs> right mm-hmm. exactly they out that's here. just the truth they're out here right and they're dressed up in three-piece suits or yeah. they're wearing you know right <laughs> a, a sweatsuit or so like goes I mean, both ways you know exactly so or they're, they're wearing dresses and apron who knows right. whatever it may be i yep. just want to make sure i cover all my bases here but um yeah it doesn't always um you don't always see it at first, but there's there are a lot of people going through things that right. we don't know about. That part. And I also appreciate your number, but also you said the hotline was 391. Yes, 391 help. Yep. That is more important than any other number but besides 911, of course. If you're right. in a dangerous situation, call 911. Right. Um, but if you need to just receive some advocacy and some support, then you can call the 24-hour hot- hotline. But I always suggest calling 911 if you can. If you're like in a dire situation, of course you need to call the authorities first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we have to stress that. Right. First and foremost, but definitely um, three nine one help, and right. you know there's a domestic violence center here, yep, in Cleveland, um, Journey Center for Healing. Absolutely, yeah. so you can reach the advocates there. I still have many of my friends that work there that are amazing. They've been there for so long, right. They're ready to help you. Believe me when I tell you this, they are. Yeah. And now you know a personal one, too, because I do know that sometimes they might want that personal mm-hmm. touch and maybe speak to somebody that they've heard from, yeah. that they feel that they can connect to. Mm-hmm. So please be encouraged to reach out that way also. Right. You know, but as always, we appreciate you because for engaging us in this kind of conversation, you know what I'm saying? Let us be able to bring that awareness in that way and, you know, and grow it because that's all we want to do. And, you know, yes. if we can prevent anything, you know, any of those things from happening, then our purpose has been served Absolutely. and so thank y'all and thank you Atlanta, yeah, thank for you. coming on thank you. i appreciate you so much and absolutely I, I appreciate just us getting together um and raising awareness right for something that really just needs it at at, at this point you know period Amen. i'm period. with you so yeah so thank y'all and tune in again because we're gonna bring y'all some more more great conversations and you know um it's a new year y'all gonna hear about that in a minute. Right. <laughs> but yeah stay tuned <laughs>